welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Roley knows that he can trust the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford for the best customer service in the car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford out in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Titans for Life says he's coffee immune. I don't know that how anybody could get through the day without coffee, just as I don't know how anybody could get through the day without DraftKings Sportsbook, especially during March Madness, especially using the promo code A2Z Sports. That's what you do when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and start making money with all of their great no-brainer bets and profit bonuses. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and primetime, Gary Ashton, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. They've been with us since day one, and they will stick with you from day one as you search for your dream address without the stress or if you are in the market to sell your home at GaryAshton.com. Com. And of course, Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They are the best in the business, commercially or residentially, at Brimac.com. All right, so we've, set, we've spent so much time over the last probably 10 days at this point talking about the Titans, what the Titans are doing, where are the Titans moving in free agency, who are they paying, how much money do they have left, What are they going to do about their free agents? All of these things. We've talked about the Titans over and over and over again. But I feel like I've really done a bad job at kind of going around the division. Because you guys know there's a lot of new stuff in the AFC South. You know that the Texans are an absolute catastrophe. You know that Carson Wentz is the new quarterback in Indianapolis. And then you know that Urban Meyer, who you also see on your graphic, who we'll talk about later on, is the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jags. And has the first overall pick. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the AFC South. Uh, Hey, Buck, what's your thoughts about the Film Talk football Twitter page? I don't know what that is, Dylan. Uh, So perhaps you could inform me as to who the Film Talk football Twitter page. I've never heard of that. that. You talking about Titans Film Room from Broadway? I know that one, but Film Talk football Twitter, I have no idea what that is. Uh, Anyway, so now let's focus on the AFC South. The question that I want to ask you guys, your Two Rivers Ford take, I want you to rank the AFC South teams based off their offseason moves. So what you you thought almost a week through, not quite a week through of the official start of free agency, but you've seen every team make certain moves. The Texans have signed an enormous, signed or traded for an enormous amount of players, basically half of a new roster. The Colts, Obviously got a new quarterback. They let some parts go. One of those parts ended up here in Tennessee in Danico Autry. And the Jags have paid a bunch of players whom Urban Meyer and his staff are familiar with, but Urban Meyer doesn't like free agency. So I want you to rank the AFC South teams based off their offseason moves, one through four. Your two rivers for take. We'll go through some of those moves here in just a second, right after I remind you about the 2021 Ford Bronco headquarters. That's Two Rivers Ford out in Mount Juliet. Go test drive one while the weather's still nice. It's supposed to get pretty nasty over the next couple of days, but Friday, it's going to be beautiful. Go take a trip out to Mount Juliet. Meet John Barker, Matt Barker, the Barker family that has owned Two Rivers Ford for 
nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee, operating with honesty and integrity and great vehicles. That is what you go to Two Rivers Ford for. That is why you trust Two Rivers Ford over the course of all of the years that they have invested in the community, in local sports teams, and in great customer service. They're non-commissioned sales staff. You'll very, very much enjoy working with them. All you got to do is take a ride out there. Or if you don't want to deal with anybody, that's totally fine too. You can go through the whole car buying part, car buying process at tworiversford.com. Your Two Rivers Ford take. Rank the AFC South teams tonight, one through four. Let's see what the good people have. Can you answer who is on IR for the AFC South, says Dylan? No, I cannot. At this point, Houston had to have gotten 208 players by now, says Pissarro. I'll go through all of the Houston moves with you because it's insane. Uh, Colts, according to C. Davidson, they are first. Timothy James Gobble says, Mr. Rising is a bucking legend. I appreciate you, Timothy. Thank you for your support. Uh, Titans, Jags, Texans uh, are C. Davidson's two, three, and four. He has the Colts ranked first. Colts were going to draft a QB until when, says Puka. Yes, very much so. And they have the 21st overall pick, one spot ahead of you. So they would have had to move up probably to get one of the quarterbacks that are going to be available. Unless, you know, I mean, it's entirely possible, by the way, given what's out there about Alabama's Mac Jones, that they still take a quarterback if Mac Jones is sitting there at 21. Now, would that be a redundancy? Yes, I think it would be hedging your bets. I think that there are a lot of reasons to believe in the potential of Carson Wentz. Excuse me while I take a quick drink. But like potential, the more that I watch Carson Wentz, and I've watched a little bit of him now that I've had some more time, things started to settle down a little bit in free agency. I did. I watched a little bit of Josh Reynolds today, the new Titans wide receiver, um, who I think you guys are going to like, especially on a one-year deal. At this point, but Wentz reminds me a lot of Mariota in the fact that he just looks broken, like fundamentally broken. And so I think that Mac Jones at 21 for them, it makes sense, but they obviously have other needs and they're trying to compete for a division title, of course. There are reports that Clowney and Watkins are going to the Titans, says Lowry. I assume that means Watkins, not Watkins. Um, but I have not seen the Clowney thing. The last I saw from Clowney, is that he's not going to be available or medically cleared till April. So I wouldn't expect uh, reports of anything until at least April, unless it's to update you on his medical process. Uh, OG Will Hakins says, Titans, F the Colts, F the Jags, F the Texans. I believe I got all of that right, despite you using acronyms. There were a ton of moves made in the AFC South. We'll go through them in a second, but certainly the Titans made moves of their own. And I wrote about this for A2ZSportsNashville.com today. The Titans got in on the arms race. And the arms race right now, it's having to do with the pass rushers because all those dudes went off the board real quick. Yeah, Bud Dupree with a huge deal for the Tennessee Titans. And the pass rushers went really fast and really big yesterday. A couple big-time deals deep into the night. And Bud Dupree... Probably the biggest, of course, the sack master from the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a five-year deal worth a max value of $85 million. Some wondered, would his ACL actually alter his market? No, he did extremely well. And for the second year in a row, the Titans believe and hope they get it right on the edge. 
So Bud Dupree, obviously a game-changing signing in the AFC South. And really, I mean, you could argue the biggest acquisition by any of the four teams that was made. Let's go through and look, because I've asked you guys to rank them one through four in the AFC South. Chuck Klum says Titans, Jags, Colts, and Texans. Durka Times says Titans, Colts, Texans, Jagoffs. So it's some variety of Titans and Colts, then Texans and Jags, right? The two who are obviously finishing in last more often are the Texans and Jags. The two competing right now for the division are the Titans and Colts. So let's go through the things that the Houston Texans did first and foremost, because it is outrageous how many players they either traded for or signed in Nick Casario's first year or first offseason as GM. They traded for Ryan Finley, tight end Ryan Izzo, Marcus Cannon, Shaq Lawson, okay? Signings, Tyrod Taylor, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Andre Roberts, Alex Arison, Erickson, Dante Marker, uh, Moncrief, Farrell Brown, Justin McCray, Justin Britt, Derek Rivers, Malik Collins, Camus, Cam, I, I don't know how to pronounce his, his name, Camus Kruger-Hill, Jordan Jenkins, Christian Kirksey, Terrence Mitchell, Desmond King, Tavier Thomas, Terrence Brooks, and punter Cam Johnson. They restructured Laramie Tunsil. They re-signed Vernon Hargraves. The, the, the Texans, they got every running back under the sun. They've essentially gotten two quarterbacks to hedge their bets through the Deshaun Watson situation. Not even just that he could be traded, but at this point, how many civil suits he's had filed against him that no NFL team is going to be willing to trade for him, just, just purely from the football perspective. Because honestly, the more stuff that comes out about Watson, I struggle with how to talk about it, you know, intelligently and and effectively outside of just from the football perspective. So you'll understand why I kind of, you know, not for not for means of of trying to duck the Watson situation. Uh, I just don't think I'm equipped legally to talk about all the nuances of something like that. So from the football perspective, you just you simply can't trade for that guy until all of this stuff, or at least the majority of this stuff is resolved. Then you look at Jacksonville, who didn't do much until like the second day. They traded for Malcolm Bram, Brown. They franchise tagged Cam Robinson, the left tackle, Carlos Hyde, Jamal Agnew, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones, Tyler Shatley, Tyson Alualu, Jihad Ward, Roy Robertson, Harris, Shaquille Griffin, Rudy Ford, Sean Jenkins. Those were all of the free agents that they acquired. The Colts have not done much. In fact, they only re-signed their own guys and traded for Carson Wentz. They re-signed Marlon Mack and Xavier Rhodes. They traded for Carson Wentz and made it official on Wednesday. So the, the Colts haven't added anybody in free agency. They're, they don't have a habit of doing so, and so it's harder to judge them off new acquisitions, right, because they're saving money for guys who are going to need new contracts, like Darius Leonard, T.Y. Hilton is somebody who they're still rumored to be interested in. At that point, but they've got all of this cap space, uh, and you know, you talk. We talked to Danico Autry last week, and he said, "Yeah, it's it's a it's very unfortunate knowing that they all had all this cap space. They knew what they had, and they let me walk anyway." And so we came down here on a three-year, twenty-one and a half million dollar deal. Rank the Titans, or excuse me, rank the teams in the AFC South based on their football off seasons. Colts just added Isaac Rochelle and Sam Tevy. Sam Tevy is the left tackle uh, who is going to have to replace Anthony Costanzo, who is a, you know, if he's not a regular pro bowler, he has been, 
he has been really, really strong. Uh, excuse me, Costanzo, not Tevi. Sam Tevi is fairly terrible. Uh, he was with the Chargers prior to this. I think the last time I saw Mike Miracles tweeted out, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last time Sam Tevi played the Titans, he gave up seven pressures. Like he's not a good football player. And you saw how much different the Colts looked in the second game when Costanzo went down and Phillip Rivers was consistently getting pressured from his left side. That's not going to help somebody like Carson Wentz, who's having to rebuild essentially all of his quarterback acumen. Quentin Nelson is going to fetch a huge price this Dirk of time. He is also doing an extension as well. Casey isn't on the Jags anymore, says Donovan Romaine. Who, who is Casey? Oh, Kamala Correa. Uh, Dirk of time is asking about Kamala Correa. No, he is an unrestricted free agent. He has not at this point, I believe, been re-signed. Titans for Life says, that's why I have the Colts in last place. Well, I'll tell you how I rank them just based off free agency alone here in just a second, right after I remind you about the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one, each and every one of them, commercially, residentially, all of your HVAC needs. They will do you right at Brymac Mechanical. They have three locations here in Middle Tennessee. The main wasn't the main one is in Clarksville where you guys see me broadcast from on occasion. We're hoping to get out there next week. Trust the fine folks at Brymac, Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, the entire family because it is a family-run business here in Middle Tennessee and you know that they're going to treat you right at brymac.com. Okay. Where do you rank the teams in the AFC South based off their offseason? I think objectively, and it's not, you know, I don't think there's much Homer to me, um, but I would say to you that I would objectively have to rank the Titans first based off free agency, which is what we're talking about here, based off the offseason so far. I think the Titans would have to be first. I think that what Urban Meyer has done is bring in a bunch of dudes, and you'll hear from Urban Meyer here in a second because he was bitching about free agency. But Urban Meyer brought in a bunch of dudes who are familiar to him, who his staff is familiar with, either from college ties or previous stops. So that makes sense from a familiarity standpoint. The Texans are just trying to overhaul their roster, and why shouldn't they? They won four games last year, and their quarterback is a malcontent. Now, whether it makes them substantially better, none of those moves indicate to me that the Houston Texans are going to be a dramatically changed football team if Deshaun Watson just still doesn't want to play for them. So you look at that and you say, I mean, if we're going off of offseason and free agency, I don't think very much of the Colts at all at this point. And it's not because they haven't paid anybody. I'm not here to do winners and losers of the offseason, even though that's kind of what we're doing, because very rarely the people who buy a whole new crop of players aren't good football teams. And then it takes some time for those new players to meld with the, what that staff is trying to do. Oftentimes, teams that overspend in free agency are teams who are trying to make a desperate play, coaches who are on their last year, or GMs who are endangered of being fired if they don't try and maximize what they have at their disposal. That's kind of the vibe. That I, I, the, the, uh, the Jags' new GM and the Texans' new GM are obviously not going to get fired. They're just bad football teams. they got a lot of money to spend. But the thing that I come away with looking at is that the Colts, I mean, the Colts could have done so much more. They would have done well to keep Nico Autry, and they could have afforded it. They would have done well to do better at left tackle than Sam Tevy, and they could have afforded it. I understand that Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, they have a handful of players who are going to end up needing to be paid, 
And if they end up extending Carson Wentz at some point because he's salvageable, that's going to cost them a fair amount of money too. But the Colts have not done anything to substantially upgrade their football team as of right now because of uh, Carson Wentz at this stage in his career, the last time that we saw him, Phillip Rivers is better than that guy. So I don't feel better about the Colts at all. In fact, the Wentz thing makes me feel worse about them because I don't know what the hell he is. Now, he could come out and he could be totally changed and the Frank Reich thing could work. But the last time that you guys spent citing all of these reasons why former familiarity between players and coaches is important, Isaiah Wilson got traded to the Dolphins for a seventh for a seventh round pick swap because him and Brian Flores went to the same high school. That kind of stuff is stupid to me. That's the way that I like look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is Marcus Mariota based on the issues that they were having. And I kept waiting all of this time. It's the first time that I've gone through this because it was the first quarterback that I ever covered, Marcus Mariota. His rookie year was my first year here. And so I went through the whole Marcus Mariota thing and learned on the other side that sometimes quarterbacks don't get fixed. In fact, far more of them are ruined than are fully developed because of bad coaching. There's no disputing that, not just because of failures on the part of the players, but because so many of these guys come into bad spots and they end up getting screwed. And it breaks down. That's kind of what I'm watching with Carson Wentz. That's what I saw with Marcus Mariota. That's what I witnessed for the last at least year and a half of Marcus Mariota, given how his career ended up ending here. So based on where I would rank the Titans, I would rank them first because they fixed their biggest needs. They made a team in the division worse by signing one of their better players away. And the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jags are going to be lucky to win six games next year, a piece. In fact, if, hell, if the Jags and Texans combine for six games next year, I'm not going to be surprised because one won four and the, or one won four and the other one won. And one of them was over the Colts. Marcus Mariota, eight, says Sterling Tilly, fire emoji, crown emoji. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not here to do the Marcus Mariota show again. We've, I've done far too many of them in my career. At this point, you don't think Wentz would play unbelievable under Reich and Indy like he did in Philly back in 2017, says Daniel? No, because he's been hurt a bunch, Daniel. He's had back problems. He's torn knee ligaments. He is a broken player that looked scared shitless out there last year. How many interceptions did he let? He was arguably the worst starting quarterback in professional football. And I understand that the Eagles had injuries. And I also understand that Carson Wentz looked like ass. That's not to say that he can't get better. That's not to say that Frank Wright can't do more with him or better suit his skills than we're being suited in Philadelphia. I still don't think that outright fixes him. Daniel, go watch go watch four games of Carson Wentz last year and tell me that's not just reliving the Marcus Mariota experience before he ended up getting benched. No, that Eagles team was stacked, says Dirk at time. Daniel, did Wentz finish the 2017 season, says Donovan? No, he got injured. I mean, he's had injuries each of the last three years. Excuse me, last year, I believe he was mostly healthy. The three years prior, he has dealt with injuries. He's been in, he's had injuries almost every year that he signed that new contract. And since then, the play has depreciated. Same happened to Marcus Mariota. Don't you have to say Jacksonville, given Lawrence, says Joe Espo, uh, don't I have to say uh, don't I have to, it kind of sounds like Tannehill says John Doucette. No, Ryan Tannehill wasn't broke mechanically broken. Ryan Tannehill 
had a bum knee, kept getting hurt in the preseason, had a bad coaching staff who put him under fire, and we all know how bad Adam Gase is. And then he went to a new spot on a really, really good football team and got a hell of a lot better. The Titans, when Tannehill was dropped into this lineup, are substantially better than the Colts are around Carson Wentz right now. An offensive line that was better. Carson Wentz's offensive line has been good. It is not going to be as good if Sam Tevy is the guy replacing Anthony Costanzo. The wide receiving core is unproven. Michael Pittman had some moments, certainly against Kenny Vaccaro. We did not see that consistently last year. They have a strong running game. How much does that change without Costanzo in the lineup? They have a great defense, but the defense got worse. One, the defense wasn't that good on the back end. Two, the defense got worse without Danico Autry. They'll have to replace him. All of these things, I, I say to I go on to say is that the Titans did the best out of any of them right now. Colts are likely going to draft a left tackle in the first round, says OG Willikin. I would understand why they would. I just don't know who's going to be starting caliber that's there unless you're going to put Sam Tevy in that spot until you can develop a dude. That's not an easy thing to do, and teams aren't patient like that. I don't think it's a sure thing Wentz will continue to be trash, but we shall see. I don't think it's a sure thing either, Mason. I mean, there's always a chance they're, they're professional athletes. Like Eli Manning won two Super Bowls because Eli Manning is a professional athlete, and Eli Manning got hot as a professional athlete at the right time. They're all capable of it at any given point. It's the reason that they make it to this level. Um, but it, do I anticipate seeing it on a consistent basis from Carson Wentz? No, I don't think uh, I don't think you can count on that right now. Marquis Hales says, always put in content. Uh, you're appreciated, Buck, says uh, Marquis. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for your appreciation, Marquis, because your boy's got to keep it running. If Indy's stuck with Brissett, I would be more concerned if Indy stuck with Brissett, I would be more concerned than Wentz. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's the thing either. But anyway, the Titans have done the most to improve themselves through free agency thus far. I do think that they continue to be the most consistent threat to the other three teams in the AFC South. Clowney coming back. I'm seeing maybe, yeah, you guys keep uh, tagging me in a, uh, in a, um, Film Talk Football Twitter account that has said that has said that this is going to be the case with Sammy Watkins expected to sign with the Titans. That was three hours ago. They are also reporting um, that uh, let's see that Jadavion Clowney will most likely return to Tennessee on another one year one year deal per source. Now I. You know, it's not to disparage film talk football. It's not like they couldn't be the next uh, the next big thing coming up. Um, but right now they have 389 followers, and it's the first I've ever heard of, of film talk football. So, uh, you know, I would just say I'll, I'll see if I can confirm that for you guys. Uh, but that's the first that I've heard about anything with Clowney, certainly, because, you know, Clowney is not expected to be ready at this point until April. So we'll get an update on that as soon as humanly possible. And if, and if that ends up being correct, uh, I think, uh, I, you know, that we will absolutely credit where credit is due. They're an account with 300 followers, but they have broken multiple correct things already. Says OG Willick. Okay. Well then I'll keep an eye on it for sure. I appreciate you guys pointing that out to me because I would have missed it. Uh, Taylor Pisano and Luke Corbett want me to talk about Josh Reynolds tonight. 
Uh, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time on Josh Reynolds. If you want to hear what I think about Josh Reynolds, you can uh, you can subscribe to the radio show podcast. I was only on for an hour today, so we talked a lot about Josh Reynolds. I watched a lot of, not a lot, but I watched, I spent about an hour this morning in the green room before the radio show. Uh, I actually spent more time watching film of Josh Reynolds this morning than I did doing the radio show today because of college basketball on Westwood One that preempted me today. But all three hours tomorrow, if you want to hear some Josh Reynolds analysis, uh, we'll spend more time on it probably later in the week if something happens with Watkins, uh, certainly. And in the meantime, go check out the radio show podcast because I did a lot there and kind of described to you the fit, why it makes sense, why Corey Davis was not interested in this kind of role and why the one-year deal is what the Titans are doing for a guy like Josh Reynolds. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, let us move on and let us talk about Uncle Urban. Urban Meyer bothered by uh bothered by free agency in general i want to know from you guys in the comments section on a to z sports prime time fair or foul urban meyer's dislike for nfl free agency as a principal we will hear from urban meyer uncle urban as he is described the uh in just a second right after i remind you about draft kings sportsbook fair or foul is the question you know what's always going to be fair is the things that they have available to you in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the best. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. And the tournament is in full swing. Gonzaga clubbed Oklahoma today by 15. I think when I turned it off, it was an excellent, it was an exceptional performance by Gonzaga. Nobody except Sister Jean is baiting them. And Sister Jean, she waits in the wings with prayers filled with scouting reports. But in the meantime, you can prepare yourself for all of the upsets, all of the excitement in the tournament by going to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and putting yourself in the center of the action if you're a new customer. You can go and bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win 100 bucks. It's just that simple. Pick any college basketball team that's still on the hunt for your shot to win $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. It takes a $1 bet and the promo code A to Z Sports that you see behind me. So you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, down, uh, use the promo code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. Fair or foul, what Urban Meyer had to say about free agency. We will let you guys, uh, we will let you guys hear from Urban Meyer rather than me describe what Urban Meyer said himself. This courtesy of the Jags. And one more, if I can, back to signing guys. I mean, you're not used to signing guys that you haven't met with. Obviously, in recruiting, you meet with those guys. So how much, I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but but maybe trepidation or, or, or how much is that an issue with you at this point? Yeah, that was awful. I don't agree with it, but no one asked my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the old days you could bring them in and, and meet them, have dinner with them, and the, find out the football intellect, find out the character, find out that. So we had to do... You know, and I, you know, the thing you don't, I found out, is call someone who has a skin in the game because they're going to not 
not quite the, I don't, I don't see honest isn't the appropriate word, but so we did a deep dive, you know, every guy that we signed, you know, we did, you know, I have a uh, Ryan Stamper and Marcus Pallard. I call those guys, our assessment guys. They did as much deep dive as we could. The ones like uh, uh, Malcolm that Charlie Strong recruited and knew we were good. You know, Roy Roberts, you know, we, we did a deep dive into him and they came back extremely positive. So that was, yeah, to answer your question, that was awful. That I don't believe it should be that way. Not when you're making organizational decisions. I'm not sure how that rule came about, but that's, you know, that to me, that's not good business. To me, that's not good business. He says that the free agency process is awful. He says he doesn't like signing players without meeting them. You know, Urban Meyer prefers a system where you can go into a recruit's home and you can tell them all wonderful things and they can sign with you and you don't have to pay them anything. That's the kind of system it would appear Urban Meyer uh, would prefer. But at this point, <clears throat> Urban Meyer's not in college football anymore. And so Urban Meyer's complaints, I'm sorry, you know, I understand that this is his first time doing this. I don't know what exactly he thought the free agency process was going to be like. But you just got to go out there and get it done. Now, I understand that there are there are positives to getting to know the player before you commit to them financially. I think this is how you get in a lot of trouble with guys like Vic Beasley. By the way, there are some flaws, certainly, that Urban Meyer is pointing out. But Urban Meyer has to adapt to the situation and know what, he's, what it is that he's walking into. There's twice now <clears throat> that Urban Meyer has appeared ignorant of how business is done in the NFL and the scrutiny that he is going to be under whilst doing business in the NFL. Urban Meyer is entitled to this opinion. I think he brings up some valid points. I also think that Urban Meyer is foul because you have to know what the hell is going on. John Doucette says, foul, this is not college where Karen gives you some iced tea and you meet her stud son. Uh, correct. Did he not know this uh, ahead of time, though, says Robert Deerfish? I mean, I would assume. I would assume somebody told him how free agency works. But apparently he was uh, caught off guard and, uh, and sick, you know, thinks it's an awful. He, he literally said awful. In fact, if you did not hear the comments of Urban Meyer on free agency to determine whether he is fair or foul, that is the question we're asking you, here was Urban Meyer recapping the first week of free agency. And one more, if I can, back to signing guys. I mean, you're not used to signing guys that you haven't met with. Obviously, in recruiting, you meet with those guys. So how much, I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but but maybe trepidation or, or how much is that an issue with you at this point? Yeah, that was awful. I don't agree with it, but no one asked my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the old days you could bring them in and and meet them, have dinner with them, and the find out the football intellect, find out the character, find out that. So we had to do, you know, and I, you know, the thing you don't, I found out, is call someone who has a skin in the game because they're gonna, not, not quite be. I, I don't see honest isn't the appropriate word, but so we did a deep dive. You know, every guy that we signed, you know, we did. You know, I have a uh, Ryan Stamper and Marcus Pallard. I call those guys our assessment guys. They did as much deep dive as we could. The ones like uh, uh, Malcolm that Charlie Strong recruited and knew, we were good. You know, Roy Roberts, you know, we, we did a deep dive into him, and they came back extremely positive. So that was, yeah, to answer your question, that was awful. That I don't believe it should be that way. Not when you're making organizational decisions. I'm not sure how that rule came about, but that's, you know, that to me, that's not good business. 
All right, so Urban Meyer has decided it's not good business, and that's not the way that Urban Meyer would prefer to do business. Except that's how the entire rest of the league does business, Urban. And so, you know, it's kind of tough shit. I feel his sentiments maybe we have passed on uh, Beasley if we vetted him better, says Ken Kadif. I don't dispute that at all. I think that he's bringing up good points. There are some issues, though, with what Urban Meyer is saying, is that nobody's going to abide by that rule. Everybody's just going to get into the legal tampering period. You're going to try and sign guys as quickly as humanly possible, and you don't have time to meet them the way that you would when the college recruiting is done on your terms. Uh, how about the racist strength coach you claim, coach uh, that you claimed you coached with but didn't, says Puka. Exactly. Got here late. Urban is foul. Makes me cringe to watch him talk, says Tim, the Titans fan. I know a lot of people feel that way. But what a lot of people may have cringed at today was the money that Adoree Jackson got paid. An interesting contract, a rare raise after a player has been cut. The question that I'm asking you guys here on A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, give me one word to describe Adoree Jackson's contract with the Giants. Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and uh, Twitch TV. We would welcome your participation. One word to describe the contract that Adoree Jackson got from the New York Giants today. If you don't know what the contract looks like, three years, $39 million, $16 million in year one. He got a $6 million raise just in 2021 and $27 million over two. A very strong deal indicating the Giants' interest. That is the details from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. What is one word to describe Adoree Jackson's contract from the uh, from the New York Giants? Because I will tell you, I was uh, that's this is not my word, but I will tell you that I was certainly surprised. We will go through that together here in just a second. Right after I remind you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at Gary Ashton. .com. That is where you go for the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and Primetime. I found my dream address with Gary. I am doing all sorts of lovely things to my home now, courtesy of the Ashton team. I am very excited about the home that I am in, the home that I'm looking forward to being in. Perfectly located for me. Had all of the things that I needed to make sure that I could work from home, even before the pandemic, that I could be close to the places that I have to go to work between the Titans practice facility, Nissan Stadium, the airport, and the 104.5 The Zone radio station. Gary hooked me up. That's why you trust the Ashton team, because they're here in Middle Tennessee, they're working for Middle Tennesseans, and they're going to get it right for you. GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress, or if you're in the market to sell your home, GaryAshton.com. Guaranteed local offer there, too. You can find out more about that. What is the one word you would use to describe Adoree Jackson's contract? Again, three years, $39 million. He's making $6 million more with the Giants this season than he would have if he had stayed on the Titans roster. Steven Rodriguez says, shocked. Adoree can run with anyone once they catch it, says Eric Pettis. That is, uh, that is very, very uh, <laughs> funny, but brutal analysis. Magoo says, waste. Can't wait until he... Uh, disciplines a player like it's college says Josh Sabata talking about uh talking about uh urban yeah I'm sure that'll go real well stupid according to Jeff Charles on YouTube desperate says Ken Kaniff mind-blowing Robert Deerfish shocking says Titans for life here's rap sheet again on the details of Adoree Jackson's deal 
because like many of you, I was flat out, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I was flat out shocked that that was the deal that Adoree Jackson got. He gets four years, $72 million for Galladay, and the Giants may not even be done. As of right now, there's another extended job interview going on, and that is with Adoree Jackson, the former first-round corner for the Tennessee Titans, who was somewhat surprisingly released earlier in the week. The Giants pulled out all the stops here. They called on Logan Ryan to fly from Florida to New Jersey to help pitch Adoree Jackson on joining the Giants to tour teammates in Tennessee. Uh, we will see if this ends up getting it done. I would expect a decision either way on Jackson today. Otherwise, we'll do his visit with the Eagles uh, a little bit later. So that was Rap Sheet talking about you know, the Giants pulling out all the stops. You saw the video, uh, the the pictures Logan Ryan tweeted out of the two of them at dinner. I think it was either last night or Saturday night. Uh, they wanted to reunite Logan Ryan and Adoree Jackson in the tight in the uh, excuse me in the Giants secondary as two former Titans corners. Three years, thirty nine million dollars. So is an outrageous sum. I mean, Adoree Jackson has been uh, solid at best in his career at this point. I think that he is physically underwhelming. I think that he is coming off injury. I think that uh, there are reasons to be concerned about whether his ceiling is any higher than anything we've seen at this point. Again, professional athletes can always improve. They can always overcome. These guys are competitionaholics. They're insane people. And so I'm not saying that a Dory Jackson will never be good at football again. That's not what I'm saying by any stretch of the imagination. But for that kind of money, $16 million this year? Like, I don't know I, I don't know off the top of my head what New York's cap situation was like, but they paid uh, Leonard Williams. They re-signed Logan Ryan to a three-year deal, so it's going to keep a Dory in theory, you know, depending on how the contracts are structured. It's going to keep a Dory and Logan together for at least three more years. They had a good defense last year for sure, and they're trying to upgrade it so they can help essentially, you know, just keep Daniel Jones off the field as little as possible and play ball control. But uh, damn, $16 million for Dory Jackson this year is outrageous money. Uh, Robert Deerfish says, why is Daquan still available? You surprised, solid player. Uh, I think his asking price is more than what teams are looking to pay right now. Giants overpaid, says Albert Martin. All these flavors and you choose to be salty, says Evil Empire 007. I mean, I'm not salty. Like I'm, you know, good for him, honestly, good, good for him for getting paid. I'm never going to be upset with a dude for making as much money as humanly possible. Um, I'm not that kind of person at all. I'm not salty about a Dory Jackson contract. I just don't get it. You know, like I'm not mad about it. I'm not going to lose sleep over the Giants paying a Dory Jackson. I'm just curious what the hell they saw that was worth $16 million this year and 27 over two. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, not with that busted ankle. It says Adam Mooney. Well, it's a knee. It's a patellar tendon. Uh, and he did have some lingering issues according to Paul's Paul Kaharski's report. Uh, SM Ducky says, I will miss Adoree so much. He was so cute and helpless on the field. He looked like a little squirt. <laughs> well, that's not good. That's not what you, you're not paying $16 million to a little squirt. You're paying $16 million to a top corner. So, Ducky on YouTube. It's a it's an interesting commentary, but like Ducky, perhaps Ducky prefers prefers cute little squirts who look helpless on the field. I think that's kind of outrageous. Uh, if you are willing 
to to pay him that much? Wouldn't he have some sort of trade value? Does Clark Brandon, one would imagine, unless everybody else knew, unless all the other teams knew that they were going to straight up cut him, which I don't think was the case because they did that pretty quietly. There wasn't a lot of noise. I mean, there was really no noise leading up to uh, leading up to the cutting of Dory Jackson. The only thing that I heard about when I said that you guys might, uh, when I told you guys to kind of keep uh, keep your head on a swivel about cuts, I wasn't expecting a Dory Jackson at all. I was expecting Dennis Kelly. I reported the Dennis Kelly thing, and then I think literally 30 seconds later, the team tweeted out, oh, yeah, a Dory Jackson, too, and just completely blew me out of the water. Um, so I, you know, I can't speak to that. I would imagine that would be so unless other team, unless they had already tried, unless they chopped him already and they just kept it on the down low stuff like that really doesn't happen that often, but I can't say that it's impossible. I don't, I don't know uh, details on that for you. Uh, let's see. I think cornerback is more likely at this point, says Dylan Goodsell. I don't think he's talking to me. What what's what about word on Stefan Gilmore and Sammy Watkins? Um, they don't seem like they're training for Gilmore. I saw the report that many of you have tagged me in on Twitter about Sammy Watkins. I also uh I also got a text from somebody that I trust, a Titan source, saying that there is believed to be some kind of issue previously from Buffalo where Sammy Watkins was drafted, I believe with the fourth overall pick that may have had Sammy Watkins may have had some issues in Buffalo with uh, the guy who's now the Titans wide receiver coach, Rob Moore. So I don't know that that's just a text I got while doing the show. I'm going to have to look into that more, you know, Rob Moore. I'm going to have to dig into that to see what the details are and what the situation is. Um, but if that's indeed the case, you know, I know Sammy Watkins, a little different individual. There's a really, really good, uh, write-up on him from Bleacher Report. I think about two years ago, the guy just, the guy just thinks differently, uh, about a lot of stuff. And I, he really struggled with, uh, with some demons early on in his career. So I know that that was just a general Sammy Watkins issue in Buffalo. Uh, I will see what I can find out about any potential friction or former friction, with Rob Moore said he was a bad wide receiver coach says OG well I can oh well so you know maybe you know maybe he's uh maybe he's changed his opinion on that um if he's considering Tennessee but again I you guys sent me that report from uh what is it football film talk on Twitter I'll I'll look into it is the best that I can say it's the it's the first that I was hearing of it Sammy Watkins the Lizard King says gosh Rebus I don't know what that means uh but at this point at this point um you know, it would be interesting. Josh Reynolds is only on a one-year deal, as I talked about this morning on the radio. So we will uh, we will find out as things come to pass. In the meantime, you guys are going to have to keep up with all the good content that I'm pumping out. I wrote an article about the thing that we talked about last night, pass rushing options for the Titans. I gave you three of them that are worth looking into at a to z sports nashville.com. 615 Sessions podcast coming out tomorrow. Mike Wilson from the Knoxville News Sentinel. Ron Slay. Vol basketball, great. We put a bow on the Tennessee volunteer basketball season because it was the only time that I was going to get to talk about it. Only had an hour on the radio show today. Josh Reynolds, we did Mock Draft Monday. We talked a little bit about Isaiah Wilson. You can get that podcast too, Buck Rising on 104.5 The Zone. And if you are so inclined, tomorrow it's going to be a lot of Vols talk. 
I'm going to have Jonathan Crompton on the radio show. I'm going to have Trey Wallace from Rocky Top Insider on the radio show. We're going to talk a lot about the Tennessee Volunteers because spring practice is officially ready to begin, and it is time to evaluate some position groups. But in the meantime, I uh, have very much enjoyed our time together this evening. Thank you for your participation. As always, make sure that you're supporting the people who support this show, DraftKings Sportsbook, Two Rivers Ford, Gary Ashton Remax, and Brymac Mechanical. Great businesses committed to providing you great customer service. The show went a little late tonight, but that's okay because I got a lot more work to do. And I'll tell you what, it's 922, but I'm not quite tired yet. I can't go! Oh!